see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. We interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI podcasts to bring you some hope. Today we talk with Kevin Mauger, president of NCC Automated Systems. A lot of companies call their co-workers family, but Kevin has always put his money where his mouth is when it comes to NCC. In 2017, he essentially made his employees his partners via an employee stock ownership plan. Right from the beginning of this pandemic, Kevin and NCC have taken the approach that this crisis can be galvanizing. For when it lifts, we will all be stronger for it. So with that, welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Why, thank you, Sean. Um, you, you've always had a unique um, relationship with your employees um, as president of NCC, and you've kind of taken a more of a we're all in this together um, approach versus a strict I'm the boss and this is how we're going to do it. Um, this is just having known you for, you know, probably more than 10 years now. Um, with that in mind, how did that type of relationship that you've kind of always had and built up with your your employees, how did that help you when it became apparent that the the coronavirus was going to be, you know, a life and, and a business changing event? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, I think it starts with trust. Um, I think that our employees know, uh, know that they can trust me to make a decision that's in everybody's best interest. Um, you know, it kind of starts with, with purpose, right? And I, I have publicly proclaimed my purpose in my career is to, to help out those around me, starting with the employees and customers and, and vendors I'm associated with. I just, you know, it's the, it's the best forum I have to, to make a difference in this world. So, um, you know, I, I guess it, it, it comes down to employees believing in what you're saying and what you're doing so that in times of crisis, which, uh, yeah, I guess that's where we are today. Um, in terms of crisis, they're, they're trusting that you're making the right decisions. Sure. And uh, I don't know that I am in every case, but uh, but I am being as transparent as possible, kind of walking them through everything, laying things out and uh, and saying, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. And, and here's what we're hoping comes out of it. So communications obviously always been a big thing. Um, it's the thing that comes up the most when we, everyone we've talked to, especially during this um, this pandemic. Um, every every one of these pods we've done, they've all said that, you know, communication was the thing that was the the biggest thing that the employees like to hear. And it was the biggest thing on their end just to keep everyone informed. So obviously you've established that. So what were some of the first things you did to kind of formulate and execute a plan? I'm sure you probably had some some level of plan for, you know, I don't know, a tornado or something like that. But I don't know if you would have had obviously something to this extent. No, we saw this coming. <laughs> Did you? Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's... Um, it's funny, communication always ends up being the source of either the success or the failure of anything, right? It's never enough, no matter what, it's never perfect. But but when there's good communication, you can be successful because you get people on the same page. And if you're all heading in the same direction, rowing in the same direction, all aligned, 
you can you you have a lot better chance of accomplishing anything. I mean, just look at look at any sport and see how that works, and and look when it doesn't exist, uh, how bad it is in, in really any situation. So, one of the things, one of the first things that we did was we said, all right, well, hey, we normally make decisions based on on these values, the values we have in the company, um, and they're clear, they're published, they're signs. There's you know we talk about them every day. We we live by those values. We hire, fire, and reward based on those values. But they're, and, and I'm not saying they're uh, they're not applicable because they certainly are. But there's certain things that this pandemic has brought upon us that that basically changes the way we make decisions. So we basically we had to layer on top of our values what are our what are our guiding principles for decision making because it's like profit is is like the last consideration, right? Which which a lot of times that's one of the first considerations when you're you're making business decisions. So so we published sure. And I guess it probably wasn't one of the first things we did. One of the first things we did was we just made decisions based on instinct to be perfectly honest with you. But then maybe a week or so into it we said, "Well, hey, you know, let's let's think about this. Let's be strategic. Let's communicate what what is driving our decisions." And we came up with three guiding principles that had been actually driving our decisions and would serve as a good framework for for moving forward and and they're different than normal business principles so well-being first safety for all the people uh take minimal rest for the business supporting the greater good uh we will choose to compromise efficiency in order to improve health and safety a uh, second one was be empathetic and and that basically means understand everybody's situation and and that could be you know a vendor delivery driver you know we were getting mad when people were getting late on deliveries right and and it's like, hey, just you know, everybody's got a story. Let's let's really let's let's add empathy into our business. Right. And right. we're a bunch of engineers, like everybody else in this industry. So that's not probably one of our our most forthcoming traits. And then the third one's come out on top. And how can we how can we take this opportunity come out of it stronger? And that can be anything from strengthening the team to it's actually a great time to hire. Um, we have bought some additional equipment because there's been some, you know, some pretty good discounting. People have been, you know, anxious to move equipment. So we've we've uh, we've done all those things and and, and tried to, to put it in the best uh, best framework possible. How about? I mean, this that's amazing. I mean, it, it because you're not putting. It's not often that you hear business people not putting the bottom line first. Um, but with that. How, how did you do it from a, I guess, a technical standpoint, like just real quick, like things, you know, the usual separating, um, social distancing, were there specific things that you put in place or your leadership team put in place to ensure the safety? Since you're obviously very, you know, you know, empathy was very high on your list. Did you, did you do things to, for your employees in particular to, to kind of emphasize that? Yeah, we've we've done all the things, right? All the things everybody else is doing in terms of, you know, travel only in the most extreme circumstances for our most essential customers, um, uh, self quarantining after events like that. Uh, we've split our shifts in the manufacturing floor, so we have less people on the floor at a time. I mean, those guys they're working five to one thirty or two to ten thirty. So two in the morning, no, no, two, no, 2 PM to oh, five. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, brutal shifts for both of them completely right. 
blew up their their uh, the routines and uh, and they did it without complaint, right? So we've done all those things. We're wearing masks, we're cleaning, we're sanitizing, you know, the whole deal. The, the office scattered. I mean, it was like this came up and within a half day, everybody was gone. <laughs> It was like, hey, if you can work from home, go do it. And everybody was just kind of freaked out. Okay, let's go. So it was it was really weird. Everybody was just leaving the building with a monitor under one hand, a keyboard on the other hand, mouses falling over. I mean, it was just, it was really strange, really strange. Has that worked? Like the teleworking with everybody brought their stuff and working from there? Is that, you know, for the most part? Yeah. Yeah, it really has. I mean, we had a few technical issues in the beginning. And like anything else, there's a curve, right? So some people love it. They're never coming back. Some people hate it. They can't wait to come back. And everybody else in the middle is make, is you know tolerating it or, or dealing with it. Or sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. I think the bottom line is, though, that it's what we need to do. People are doing it without complaint. I mean, we're having senior leadership team meeting. And Nicole Tamburino, she's our operations manager. She's got her daughter, Izzy. I don't know how old she is. Maybe, maybe five. And... Izzy is in her lap playing with her hair while Nicole is discussing the organizational structure, what it should be. It's hilarious. And, you know, we're all on uh, GoToMeeting so you can see these cameras and you can see her and, you know, we all say hi and she waves back. And, you know, it's it's just, it's crazy where, you know, before if something like that would happen, people would say, get out of the room. I'm on a conference call. And now today it's like, you know, people are, the kids are climbing all over and that's just what it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I just, it's, it's, I don't know that everybody's approaching it the same way. That's why it's refreshing to hear you as someone in charge that is approaching it that way, because I'm sure there's some people that are, you know, still very uptight and, and, uh, not willing, willing to kind of roll with the punches. I guess it's possible. Yeah, it's, I'm sure there's all types. And, uh, you know, I would say I would say we're probably the rule, not the exception. But um, I think everyone's just rolling with the punches and doing what they're doing. Do you guys have to do or are you doing anything with like taking people's temperatures, things like that when they come in or is how's that working? We're not. So basically our manufacturing floor is working. I mean, they're the ones coming into the office uh-huh. um, and we're not doing that. A lot of companies are. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like our team. So before the, the government mandate came out that said um, if somebody has to quarantine, they're still going to get paid kind of above and beyond the you know unemployment stuff. I forget which of the acts that is or right. not paycheck protection, but. But in any case, that that was one of the first things to come out. We actually did that prior to that. We said, hey, listen, if you feel sick, go home. We're, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you up to, what do we call that, um, emergency fund or something. And we said, listen, if you're feeling at all, just go home. Okay. You know, we don't want you to. We don't want you to get sick. We don't want you to get us sick. We, you know, we want to be on the safe side of this. Who knows where this is going to go? So we did that. And you know, I, I just, I just have this trust that maybe I'm ignorant. I don't know. I just have this trust that if people aren't feeling good, they're not going to come in. Well, I guess. It, I mean, it speaks to your relationship with your employees that you, you know, they're. I would assume you know most of them well enough that they're not going to, you know, if they have the option to stay home, they're going to stay home, especially because they're still going to make their money. Um, you're not worried about them not coming to work and just freeloading off of you so there's a obviously there's a trust both ways there 100 percent. yeah yeah how about okay how about the people that are coming in things like hazard pay i mean for some people that's like a third rail like you bring that up and they don't want to you know discuss it um i'm gonna bring it up <laughs> so yeah what, what you know companies don't want to talk about it don't want to even yeah. have that even enter the, the the conversation so what do you guys have has that come up how are you guys handling it yeah, that that has come up, and and you know everybody's concerned about that. I think as a 
uh, as a business leader, the first thing you think about that is, okay, it's a can of worms. How far do you go? Where do you draw the lines? Right. So, so we, we, um, we thought about it and, and very quickly we said, this is, this is going to be too complicated because who gets it and how far and how long and what happens if they work four days that week instead of five and should be by, by hour or should it be by the week? And how do we track that? That was our first reaction was this is too complicated. And, and then we thought about it a little bit more. And as a leadership team, we sat together and we said, you know, we really want to do this. There are people in this business that are going above and beyond and taking additional risk. I mean, if you leave your house to go to work and you're working around people, who you know all have families you're exponentially increasing your your risk factor if you travel to a job site you're exponentially increasing your risk factor we instituted what we call warrior pay being a warrior is one of our values and it's about overcoming obstacles and fighting through the fight because we have lots of challenges like everybody else so so we institute warrior pay where um it's x amount of dollars i think it's 200 dollars a week per per employee and, and these are basically the people that are either traveling or coming to work every day. So it's gonna end up costing the company somewhere in the thirty to fifty thousand dollar range. And you know, that's not small money, that's not huge money, but at the same time, it's a way to show appreciation and respect for the increased level of risk that uh, that those who are undertaking are accepting i mean that yeah that's amazing i mean it can't really put a price on i guess they say peace of mind or something like that but um you know it doesn't it is a large sum of money but then at the end of the day is it that big of a yeah a hit for because from what i understand you guys are are doing really well from a business standpoint correct well we we are um you know i say that with hesitation because you never know what's coming yeah i don't want to jinx we're not jinxing <laughs> thank you for jinxing <laughs> yeah yeah, we're uh, you know we had a pretty good backlog going into this. Um, the engineering department would say that's an understatement because they're uh, they're standing on their heads trying to get everything done. That of course leads to a pretty good manufacturing backlog, and and we still have plenty of opportunities uh, with our essential customers that uh, that still need stuff. So we're still working, still working hard. Uh, bookings are uh, not amazing, but they're certainly suitable. So. I think when it comes down to it, it, it really is why does NCC exist and, and what are we trying to do and what are we trying to achieve and, you know, making the place a better world um, through the, the, the mechanisms that we that we have and the, the ways that we can affect it is definitely one of the most important things. So if we can ease some of the burden or at least make the burdens taste a little bit sweeter on those that are accepting a line share of the burden, then that's kind of a no-brainer when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you tend to look on the bright side of things more than most, which is a great, obviously a fantastic trait to have. Um, and we've, you know, you gave us time today and we've already taken a, a good piece of your time. So I guess I just kind of want to, I guess, wrap up asking, you've kind of hit on a lot of it, but I guess overall, like how have you turned this? It, this is a negative situation. Everybody sees it's a negative situation. We're all living through this negative situation. How do you, how have you turned it into not a positive, I guess sounds wrong, but like a, it's, not a, but the positive that's going to come out of it for NCC and, and for you and your employees, like how have you got your employees to feel this way? How have you, is it, can you speak to, to kind of understand what I'm asking? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a matter of a mindset, right? We, we can all look at every situation however we want. Right. And, and you can, there's always in everybody's life, there's always a bunch of crap <laughs> and there's a bunch of good things. And, uh, mm -hmm. You know, you can choose to focus on what you want to focus on. So, 
there, there's a lot of issues that we have today, logistics and just doing business in a completely different way. It's hard to work with everybody remote. I'd say that the overwhelming most positive thing is that, you know, when you go through challenges with, with each other and you kind of fight through things together as a team and not with each, not fight with each other, but fight against the situation with each other, it, it just really strengthens everything. Mm-hmm. No, it's perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's keeping the, the right perspective on the overall situation and, and everything in general and how we're all going to get through it. And at the end of the day, you can, you know, remember it as this awful thing, or you can remember it as this thing that, you know, kind of galvanized you, which it sounds like it is. I, this was awesome. It made me feel better about my day. I really, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time because, you know, it's obviously a crazy time and you're, you're probably doing a ton of different things um, outside the norm. Um, So thank you for finding time to do this with us. Of course. Always good to talk to you, Sean, for sure.